Welcome to Gross Anatomy. Are we live? Are we live? We're You're live. asking me if we're live? <laughs> we're live, Dr. Cohen. Are we live, Lauren? Yes. Hi, Lauren. Hi. Hey, what's going on? I stole your thunder. You did. You asked, are we live? <laughs> so I'll answer. Are we live? <laughs> we are. We are live. Where are we? We're live at Gross Anatomy Podcast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where we explore the sight, smells, and sounds of medicine and how it relates to pop culture, movies, TV, the world around us. And uh, welcome, everybody. Welcome. So Halloween's next week. So just in time for Halloween. And if you're in L.A., did you know the National History Museum is presenting a spooky Hollywood exhibition that reveals the science of the scary. Have you really? ever been to that? Yeah, no. I guess it's, I'm pretty sure it's brand new. It's not an annual thing? I I don't think so. So the Science Museum? Uh, the National History Museum The National, LA. downtown LA. Yes. Is it? So they're doing all like um, discoveries that inspired filmmakers. Really? Is they're copying us. Yes. But I'm, that's, Did, how'd they steal our thunder? See, when I was researching what we wanted to do, I was like, oh, the, yeah, they are. Wow. They thought the same thing. They have we should a yell whole at them. new exhibition about these creatures. Do you think they're featuring us? I hope so. Yes. That would be amazing. Dr. Jason Cohen and Lauren Taylor. <laughs> we just had the best free marketing ever. We're just like, exactly. when you walk in. Nice. We should go there and plaster our pictures everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I want to take my kids there. Well, I am. I want to go too. That's our homework assignment. Yes, yeah, so I guess they have. Um, they have a lot of movie stuff from the movies uh, Creature from the Black Lagoon, Frankenstein, The Mummy, and Dracula, which are like things I wanted to look into, anyways. But Classics. those are like, yeah, the originals, obviously. Right. So who had the? You had the idea way before they did, though. I mean, I guess not if they put a whole exhibition yeah. together, <laughs> but. I've never seen this movie, though. Have you seen The Creature from the Black Lagoon? I must confess, I don't think I have. I may have seen, like, little bits and blurbs of it. Mm Mm-hmm. It's so iconic, I just haven't seen it. But I've seen The Shape of Water, which was the... That I saw. Yeah, and that one, Best Picture, I think, what, like, two years ago? and Best Director? Guillermo, whatever his name is. Del Toro, yes. Right. And... I think it's pretty much he. It seems like he almost copied that movie, or the creatures look the same. Right. I, I don't think he copied it, but I I did read somewhere that he borrowed imagery and visuals okay. from it a little bit. But I don't think it's why is the story a similar story? Did you look up the story of Creature of the Back Lagoon? Is it also a love well, story? Well, that's uh, yeah. I actually don't know if it's a love story. So but you have this, no clue. But this origin of the film, like the producer of the Creature from the Black Lagoon, William. Allen was attending a dinner party during during the filming of Orson Welles' Citizen Kane in 1941. Citizen Kane. Rosebud. Yeah, exactly. There you go. And so he met a Mexican cinematographer. So, you know, maybe uh, that's where Guillermo del Toro got it from, too. Right. Um, who told him about the myth of a race of a half-ish, half-human creature that lived in the Amazon River. And this cinematographer spoke of a friend of his who disappeared in the Amazon while filming a documentary on a rumored population of fish people. Wow. So that's I that's like one of the reasons I think this I mean one, the main reason this movie exists. Wow. Is like based on tales of people going missing on the Amazon in search of these creatures. In search of. That was like the the Leonard Nimoy show also. I don't know that one. You never uh-huh. well, yeah, you're too young to know that. But that was like in search of Bigfoot and in search of um, the the Loch Ness monster and all that oh, stuff. Oh, they like tried to find like real kernels of truth to yeah, whether it. or not the same kind of thing. Oh, I would watch that. Yeah, that sounds interesting. So yeah, so but I think 
I mean, probably in reality, I think a lot of people go missing in the Amazon because uh, it's so dangerous. It's a crazy dangerous place. Yeah. yeah. You know, I occasionally I have the thought like you know when the goldfish die your kid's fish dies and you flush it down the toilet like what if it's not really dead Mm -hmm. and somehow it mutates you know because there was some movie I think Alligator or something like that a horror movie (laughs) where like the this monster came out from the sewer Sewer? system a little bit yeah like what could be living in there yeah yeah Mm -hmm. I mean besides a lot of bacteria right and that's uh, the premise for the creature of Black Lagoon so not really medical though no, it's scientific. Scientific. Um, well, yeah, and then there's... And, and the, the other half, right, we, we briefly, you and I, we were, we were, when we were talking about this topic, we talked about the movie The Fly. Did you see the movie The Fly? Like, there so two long flies. ago, I don't remember. There's the original Fly with um, Vincent Price, I think, is in the original Fly, old black and white movie. And then there's the the more modern fly which is still not a recent movie with Jeff Goldblum yes I remember Jeff Goldblum right. being in it and I remember being scared but I don't remember yeah. and the whole else. premise of the fly was that he was trying to figure out a way to trans beam him like in Star Trek you know beam himself from one place to the other to move things and what happens in the fly was he went into the beaming thing with a fly at the uh. same time and so he became you know the DNA melded and he became Fly, the fly, right? Although over time, his body, he really just became a giant fly. Uh, but, in, but in the original black and white movie, a fly had, it was funny, the fly, an actual fly had a human head, a little baby human head, and the human guy had a big fly head. <laughs> and, that, and, and he like amazing. covered himself with a sheet, you know, when people were yeah. around. Yeah. And that was that. All right. Maybe that could be my scary movie I watched on Halloween, the original Fly. I feel like I can handle that. Doesn't right. It sound very scary. I don't. Th- I I remember the Fly being spooky, scary, but you know there was some scary fright. That would be a fun movie to watch with kids, though, because I watched it as a kid. Like not too like horror. Right. Right. Yeah. Not the Fly. Too, not blood. Exactly. Yes. And interesting thinking, you know, with DNA and and changing DNA. I mean, that's where it come from. You know, now we're able to. Um, you know, designer babies and stuff like that, and clone. Uh, Barbara Streisand has her clone dogs, and, and yeah, and more and more, the ethical questions are just basically, yeah, can you create like the perfect human? Like, right. can you make it? And could you start melding DNA too? Right. And take two different species. E. A little creepy and gross, maybe. I mean, that's a whole another podcast. Mm-hmm. Ethics on that. I mean, why should it be unethical to prevent your child from having disease? But right. then I guess there are other questions that pop up when you do stuff like that that I'm not thinking of. Probably. True that. So that's why it would be another podcast. Yes. Okay. What about Frankenstein? Do you have any idea where that comes from? Frankenstein? This one comes... Doesn't it come from um, um, Gene Wilder and uh, Mel Brooks? <laughs> yeah. That is good. That's a very... That's uh-huh. a classic. Right. So... The 1931 movie is about Dr. Frankenstein, a scientist who brought a corpse back to life, which the twist is that he turned out to have a murderous brain. Um, The character's quest to reanimate the dead man was based in part on the work of Luigi Galvani, who is the 19th century scientist whose experiments in animal... He was a physician, too. His experiments in animal electricity captivated the public, including Mary Shelley, the author of the book Frankenstein. But um, he is recognized as a pioneer of bioelectromagnetics and bioelectricity, a field that still studies the electrical patterns and signals from tissues such as the nerves and muscles. 
But he died in 1798, so I guess he yeah, wow. he was like a pioneer of this. Yeah, he's way ahead of his time. That's yeah. pretty impressive. And, you know, the word galvanize, which means to shock or excite, comes from him. Very cool. That's yeah. pretty interesting. And I don't know if you've heard of this, but apparently the galvanic skin response, it's a change in electrical resistance of the skin caused by emotional stress, which is measurable with a sensitive galvanometer. I guess you, and it's also used in lie detector tests. Oh, I guess wow. you would never have to use anything of that. I was thinking I it would be like the shocking system, but right. I didn't see no. any truth to that. Right. But interestingly, you know, our muscles um, are basically electric mm-hmm. um, with positive cations and negative anions and and we're, we're all kind of electric and one of the things that when a person's heart stops or is defibrillating um, or is fibrillating for, rather yeah. is fibrillating uh, meaning it's beating irregularly they actually take electric shock right and shock the heart back into its normal, they defibrillate the heart so that it goes back into normal rhythm. And that's kind of, yeah, I mean, you're essentially bringing someone back to life, right? Right, right. So like that, that other movie, Flatliners. Did you, did you ever I watch never, Flatliners? Yeah, you told me to see it, and I still haven't seen it. Yeah, which uh, is, they, they... But is that scary? It is scary. Okay. Yeah, Flatliners okay. is scary. All right. That's yeah, another, we, the funny thing is, we're doing, a Hollywood, we're doing a Halloween episode, and, and I hate scary you movies you're recommending <laughs> right don't do you hate scary movies yeah, we yeah both, so we both hate scary movies so we're pathetic we're both scared of roller coasters yeah. and scary movies right exactly and that's and so listen to gross anatomy yeah yeah we we're very handle, good at this we can handle things exactly although you know as a kid even now i want to know about the scary movies and kind of watch scenes from them because mm-hmm. i'm intrigued by them but they just scare me way too much yeah, I like to watch movies that I'm scared about. I like to watch with my husband so I can just like leave the room and be like, what happened? And really annoy him with his watching of the movie. I'll turn off the sound or okay. fast forward it and then rewind or something. Gotcha. So I could see it happen and then <laughs> yeah. watch it yeah. now that I know that it's happened. I'm getting better at them. Yeah. But uh, this also, Frankenstein reminded me of recently, I, I don't know if I sent you this article or not, but dead pig's brains have been revived. This is like a whole new thing that they're doing. Scientists, hours after the animals were killed in a slaughterhouse, are they're using some kind of electrical activity to bring their brains back, which uh, the implications of the study is apparently staggering ethicists. Because I think they're tastier that way. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Well, like, I don't know what that? it could mean or do, but it's um, they're contemplating how this research should move forward. Well, we also talked about briefly um, on one. We actually we did. A, I think one of our very first podcasts that your husband participated in. We talked about cry, oh, cryonics. Yes. I, see, a lot of this makes me think of yeah, right. That and and that actually, episode, if if you could really bring back somebody someday, right. And the new TV show that I watched um, called Explained uh, about uh, which talks about. Um, Longevity. Mm-hmm. Also, one of the topics within that specific episode, the only wa- episode I watched, talked about also cryonics briefly and about the thought of freezing themselves to bring them back later on. See, so, you know, when we first did that episode, I thought it sounded so crazy, but now apparently there's a lot more research into like yeah, Frankenstein. How you? I mean, I guess these pigs' brains obviously they didn't have consciousness or awareness, but just the fact that they could bring some amount of cellular function was preserved or restored is apparently like remarkable yeah oh you know what I also started watching I watched a couple of episodes of the new Paul Rudd show I didn't even let you know that oh um something with myself what is it called it's I called saw the trailer for that living with yourself 
See, I was going to watch it when I thought it was a movie, but then I found out it was a show. I was like, I don't know if I could be into this right. as a show. So the reason I watched it is two things. I finished watching Big Mouth, so I'm broken hearted, and I didn't know what to watch. It was mm-hmm. before I watched Explain. Mm-hmm. But also, I love Paul Rudd. I think he's amazing. So, so I watched it. Paul Rudd is amazing in it. And the premise of the show is he... Um, is unhappy in his life and someone tells him to go to the spa where you're going to feel amazing and what it turns out is it's not a spa they take his DNA and they clone him and they make a new Paul Rudd and transplant all his memories into the new Paul Rudd and they're supposed to kill the old Paul Rudd but they accidentally didn't kill the old Paul Rudd so now both of them the pathetic Paul Rudd is still there and now the super charged genetically modified Paul Rudd is there and it's a cute premise and and that's what it's about it is have you ever seen the movie Multiplicity with Michael Keaton There's I didn't a movie see it about but I heard about it yeah 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 that like I think it didn't do well and people didn't like it but in my family we thought it was hilarious oh really there's like I think there end up being like four of him and one right. is just really dumb and he's just really funny right like the way he yeah I guess his brain wasn't fully formed or something but the way he acts uh, Michael Keaton is hilarious but but amazing at some point in time it may be a reality probably not in our lifetime though that people are cloned yeah yeah I'm still I still think I'm always going to question cryogenics or cryonics but yeah we'll be dead though before that happens yeah Yeah. (laughs) exactly Um, alright so what about well the mummy that's kind of an easy one the film was inspired by the discovery of King Tut's tomb. Tutankhamun. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Which was opened in 1922, after lying untouched for more than 3,000 years. And... why they find it... You probably don't know. Why'd they open it after all that time? I think... I don't know if they just found it. I think they might have just found it. I remember when I was a kid, they had the King Tut mania, and they had the big exhibition in New York City at the Met. And, and it was this big extravaganza. I think it was the first time, you know, art exhibitions were always more, you know, about the art. But this was about the show, you know. It was kind of like um, Ringling Brothers and Barnum Bailey Circus. They made it into this whole big giant spectacle. And, and it, people came from all around the world to see King Tut's, the exhibition. It was in either the early 80s or late 70s. And it was this gigantic thing. Um, and it was just so interesting how it actually changed museums and art shows a little bit and kind of made it more about pop and more about the spectacle. It, it was an interesting thing. Well, the, yeah, Having nothing on, to do with the mummy, but having no, to do No, it does have to do with that, because yeah. I think that's all the popularity comes from, like, he was... What was inside the tomb was, like, strange animals, statues, gold, like... And people just weren't used to this, so it became, like, an obsession. And also, um, it wasn't, like, the, two, the curse of the mummy's tomb came from there because um, apparently a wealthy financial backer Lord Carnivon um, he died like shortly after them finding or opening the tomb but what he actually died so they thought like it was like the curse of the mummy but he actually died of an infected mosquito bite Mm, so the actual story like the legend just becomes greater right I think some other people died probably because they were in Egypt in 1922 you know like they didn't have their shots or yeah they're obviously dying of mosquito bites right but it was that People said they died because of the curse of the mummy. And the whole thing about the person being a mummied and being mummified is they 
wrap them up mm-hmm. in in that wrapping the goal was to preserve the to preserve him king tut right, right. that was the whole goal that's mm-hmm. why he was wrapped up like that and mummified which has become a word and a and a you know kind of like set in kind of rigor mortisy kind of thing but preserved mm-hmm. which is interesting yeah and he obviously didn't have any superpowers but i mean no but um the rock that's kind of how he launched his career really wasn't it from the mummy wasn't the rock in the mummy like the original mummy or am I wrong? It might have been. Was that not like a Brendan Fraser vehicle? Brendan Fraser was in it too, exactly. But I think it grew. Yeah, that's what it I mean. Grew. The original but I one think the was Rock... 1932, and then I think they made a lot of them. Oh, a ton of them, exactly. Yeah. And then they made the spoofs with um, Abbott and Costello in The Mummy. Um, oh, I I've never seen that. That's something. I think I've seen bits of it. And then, and then um, kind of like The Mummy, but not really, you know, this. Um, what do you call it? Just like a soulless person walking around. In Judaism, there's a principle of something called the golem. And there have been stories and movies about a golem. What a golem is, at least the original story of the golem, the golem is a soulless man of clay who was built or created by rabbis and Jews to protect the Jewish community when they were being beaten and tortured. I think it may have been in Vilna. Where's Vilna? Um, in somewhere in Europe um, because there were pogroms and they were torturing and killing and murdering the Jews so one of the great rabbis created this soulless man of clay monster like Herculean man to protect the Jews uh, and from that interesting stories have gone on too horror stories, even love stories there's a really interesting um, Michael Chabon wrote this book Cavalier and Clay which talks about a golem uh, and also about comic books. I recommend that book. Okay, Cavalier actually, I'm looking for a book. It's really right? interesting. It talks right. about a golem. What well, else? Well, uh, Dracula. Dracula. It's obviously a book. Uh, Bram Stoker publishes mesmerizing novel of the same name in 1897. Yes. But people have been believing in vampires for much longer than 1897, much like hundreds of years before that. Um, apparently, people have just blamed vampires for just like widespread disease and yeah. like the plague vampires and, caused everything yeah because mm-hmm. I guess I mean there wasn't medical right. science back then so right. they didn't so they created something. I don't think it was Russia who did meddling in the election I think it was vampires <laughs> no yeah well it's yeah it's basically like that but apparently do you know the disease porphyria 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 uh-huh. so you do not so I it, know of it it affects the heme uh-huh. and I said it wrong right. before blood the chemical compound which helps make up the hemoglobin found in our blood, yes. Um, but patients suffering itching, rashing, and blisters every time their skin is exposed to sunlight. Wow. And in the very worst cases, the gums recede from the teeth, making them appear far more prominent. So it's thought that kind of vampires came from this specific disease, and people had this... I mean, this disease is rare, but apparently it affected more people in Transylvania. Interesting. Because... Uh, medieval times, those were the people that didn't go outside, and they had a very less fairy gene pool in Transylvania. Wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So that that disease may have been the launching point for mm-hmm. thinking about vampires. Right. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's. What I they did think. not know that. It makes sense in my head, but I mean, uh-huh. obviously, there's I can't tell you if it's a hundred percent. What about true. garlic? Does garlic and porphyria garlic have never, anything to do with one another? I don't know. That'd be so cool if you. That, knew. that would be. I, I, <laughs> I wish doubt I knew. It has, I don't know. I yeah. doubt it helps them, but. Mm-hmm. Or I oh you mean like kills them? Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then apparently werewolves. That's an easy one. I guess it's from rabies and animals. Right. But and then people would get 
before the rabies vaccination, they would be they would have rabies. They would get ra- yeah. rabid, and yeah. then and, and then they die though. Right. Right. And right. And if they bit you, if a human would, they would also make that person rabid too. Right. So nice. it was thought that they start the vampire myth started at the same time the werewolf started because they didn't have medical science, they didn't have medicine. And, Very uh, cool. People were probably walking around rabid, so they look like werewolves. Right. Very good stuff. Yeah. So that's all. I, uh, well, there's also zombies. I love zombies. Yes. I mean, zombies is now the you know the new thing. So popular. So popular. You know, Why I never watched The is? Walking Dead. Did you watch either. The Walking Dead? No, we watched the first season, and I just I can't get into a show that's that doesn't have. There's no goal. The, well, no. I mean, the goal is survival, but right. there's no when I figured out that there. Did was, you watch Lost? Yes, I did. There was no goal there. There was. Oh well, it was to get off the island, I guess. Lost. I'm so confused about. I think. I think the whole world is. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But maybe the. I mean, I just don't know. Walking Dead. I guess is just about survival. So that wasn't enough for me. I haven't watched it. I I think I've seen like a quarter of one little random episode in the middle of the season. But I always want people to be able to find a cure. Well, people are into zombies because they were first into the vampires and the werewolves, and the next thing always after that is zombies which are kind of like mummies I think zombies and mummies are similar yeah I think it's a lot too although mummies don't infect other people well uh, but uh, I think zomb- I think zombies is interesting just in terms of the whole virus you know the spread of infection and the spread of viruses which is real you mm-hmm. know if if one person gets infected and they're near someone and it's a very contagious virus the next person's infected and I think that's where zombies kind of comes from. Yeah. Right? Am I, I think, wrong? Or is there no, something... No, I think that's where it's definitely taken. There's also um, some people that think it comes from a voodoo practitioner known Ooh. as Bokor. And they have a tradition of using herbs, shellfish, and animal parts, bones, and ob- other objects to cre- create concoctions, including zombie powders, which contain tetradoxin, a deadly neurotoxin found in pufferfish and some other marine species. So apparently... You can use this to basically paralyze someone. Right. And then bring them back to life. Right. I don't know why you would want to do that, but apparently there were people that they had this it. toxin, thought they were dead, and then they came back to life. Right. Like a zombie. And there was... I saw some other movie where they gave that to a person, and I don't remember, it was probably an 80s movie, and the person then came back. Um, it's a real... To- that's a real thing. Yeah, it's a real toxin. Yeah. I don't know if they... I, I don't know about the death to life thing I don't know about that yeah because if you stop breathing for a certain amount of time you will have brain damage right um yeah it says though it's rare it's been reported in medical journals that several credible credible reports of people using these compounds to induce paralysis and then them being revived from the grave Mm. which I don't know if those yeah just you never know they want to sound like they're a god, that they can bring people back to life, so right. they give them this horrible thing. Or it could be more like a Romeo and Juliet thing, where oh, you know, they wanted they, to pretend they I were dead. I never knew what that was that they used, but that Maybe it is, was that. That's true. I never thought about that. Right. I never made that connection. Exactly. It's so all that was connection. kind of the first zombie movie, was Romeo, Romeo and Juliet. Romeo and Juliet. They were zombies. <laughs> yeah. That would be a good... You know, because didn't they make... Weren't those books like... Um, Abraham Lincoln as a zombie. No, Pride and Prejudice yeah, and I Zombies. Yeah, I saw that. And I love Pride and Prejudice. And I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if that was... But someone wrote all those books as as zombies. You know, that yeah, was a thing. I, did. I didn't read any of those. I remember seeing that. But I don't think anyone... We could do a Romeo and Juliet and Zombies. Right. That's the thing, because they're the original Shakespearean zombies. Well, apparently the first film about zombies was called White Zombie. It was released in 1932. 
But I've never heard of that. No, I don't know. I don't but know. now, like you're saying, yeah, it's basically like they combined a lot of these stories, and now zombies are just because of disease, and yeah. then they're rabid, and they're it's like they combined all. But the big eighties one was about. Night of the Night of the Living Dead. Yes. You know the, but I didn't see that either. Too scary for me. Did you see that? So what is our favorite scary movie? Let's tell listeners since we're Ooh, not favorite <laughs> scary movie that we don't really like because <laughs> yeah. we hate scary movies. Well, I'll tell you the scariest movie that I ever saw that still I don't even like to talk about it or think about it. That's by no means my favorite movie, but I because I hated it. Okay. Do you want to guess? I don't know. Mine was Hostel. I hated that movie. Um, oh, Hostel. What was that? That's basically like torture porn more than a scary movie. I think I may have seen part of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I saw it. Where they're like in this really cool vacation place. Yeah, and then they're just... Right. Yeah. I saw that. They're prisoners and they're just being... Right, and it's this weird like these people could do, live out these weird fantasies, right? They yeah, sell apparently them. these people, these really rich people have fantasies right. of mutilating people while alive. That was it's crazy. Right, much. I saw that one. Yeah. No, The Ring. I haven't seen that. Don't see it. Again, Do I not can't. see it. I still have nightmares about it. I still think about it. It was really? the, hor- the scariest movie I've ever seen. I hated that it. That was so popular. Hated it. Okay. The Ring. Yeah. All right. Don't see it. Everybody. So Do the- not see it. It scares me. <laughs> but scary movies... You I mean, know, I like The Shining, but that's right. Jack Nicholson. And then and if you rewatch it, I rewatch it. It's actually not that scary. It's creepy. I've watched it with my kids recently. Uh-huh. It's not that scary. Right. Maybe because it's dated. And it's more psychological yeah. than just like... Like spooky, yeah. weird. Yeah. And then I recently watched the original Halloween with Jamie Lee Curtis. And Can't I actually like... See, I thought so too, but I actually... I think since it's so dated, you'd be okay. Maybe. Like the shots, like since you like film and all that, yeah. are really cool how they did... You can tell that they did this with zero budget, but they were still able to scare you. Like if you look at it that way, just the right. way they were able to shoot this is pretty impressive. I gotta tell you, Jaws... Super scary movie. I never think about that, but I but love Jaws. Jaws is a great movie. It really yeah. is a great because there's humor, there's comedy. Actually, I think great scary movies you laugh too a little bit in. Uh huh. Um, yeah, that definitely has some. But Jaws was great. Um, what else? I wonder if that's a Halloween movie. I so I actually think really scary movies with a Nightmare on Elm Street movies. Oh, I can't. Yeah. And I, if I, I wish I hadn't watched those, but mm-hmm. they were super scary, super scary. I watched one. Johnny Depp was in one forever. of those. I yeah, can't. you can't watch those. No. Yeah. And then the Omen movies were interesting. So you watched a lot. You I did because I was very intrigued by them, but I didn't did watch them the way you, I watch them without sound. I do da da da. All your daughters and your wife. And I never watched them Is in this theaters. Their genre? Do they like it? So you have to. My daughters like scary movies. No, but I didn't watch those with them. I. I cannot watch scary. Like my kids want to watch it, but I refuse to watch it. Mm-mm. I won't watch it. Um, you know, as a kid, you're yeah, more. It's about you're more, the killing of children. That's yeah, dark. but as a kid, you know, you're more inclined to do roller coasters and that stuff. So I had to watch the scary movies, even though I was scared out of my wits. Mm-hmm. Sixth Sense is a good scary movie. That's a good one. Yeah, I it's can a fun one. That one yeah. And then like other fun scary movies are like Gremlins. That's another fun Halloween scary ish movie with yeah. Matthew Broderick. Did you see it? Yeah. I yeah. remember like the popping or some some weird gremlins yeah. popping. Weird stuff and not too terrible. No. Yeah. I think Jaws is probably the best. Poltergeist was scary. Well, if I knew we could put Jaws in the scary movie, that would be mine too. Jaws is a scary so movie. So now Jaws is our favorite scary movie. I think so. I think it is scary. And not only is it scary, but it's a great movie. I just think of it, yeah, as one of the best films. Yeah, but not only is it scary. Also done with like small budget. Right. And but it scares you about the ocean. Like, I love the ocean and I'm a little scared because of Jaws. Right? Apparently that kept a lot of people out of the ocean it back did. in the day. And it killed a lot of sharks, unfortunately. That is not... No. Not cool. It's not good. No.
Happy Halloween, everybody. This is our Halloween episode. This is our Halloween episode. So Happy thanks Halloween. for joining us on Gross Anatomy, everybody. Thank you. That's it for this week. Thanks for listening to Gross Anatomy. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you can check out more episodes on the evolving sights, smells, and sounds of medicine.